Hello, everybody, and welcome to another scintillating episode of the Chocolate Bros podcast. It's a scintillating, exciting, animating. It's a journey through excellence. I was looking forward to having you come in hot again, like how you did on the last episode. (laughs) I'm coming in moderate today. I feel like it's a moderate, (laughs) moderate kind of day. Pump it up a little bit. Anyways, that's Brian Horsley. And that is Adam Pearson. And we are the Chocolate Bros. Yes, so-called, because we're two brothers. Mm-hmm. And we own a chocolate business called Fortunato Chocolate that you should check out. It's www.fortunatochocolate.com. And Fortunato is F-O-R-T-U-N-A-T-O, fortunatochocolate.com. Go there and check it out. Um, so at the By end the way, of- I don't want to, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who's going to go check out the website, Adam, but I just, I mean, they're going to find some amazing chocolate. Like that's what's up. Here's what's. But I don't want to spoil it. I want them to discover it for themselves. But the deal is, it's amazing chocolate. I've talked about it a bunch on this podcast. But Mm -hmm. the first time that I I tasted our our chocolate, it was, I guess I'm going to say that it was like a revelatory experience for me. I had never previously been much of a a chocolate lover before I Mm -hmm. tasted chocolate made with the cacao that we use. Right. And from that point forward, over just like in the flash of a second, I became a chocolate a chocolate person and i've tried every chocolate in the world i still love our chocolate that, that, that's an exaggeration adam you haven't tried every chocolate in it's the world. hyperbole that's, but you know what i'm saying you're exaggerating bro it's a matter of expression i think it's <sighs> i think I, I don't think it's inappropriate you know what the number one number one rule of podcasting is bro to be honest with your audience <laughs> yeah no Treat the them no, with respect yeah the, the number one rule of mass media is to not exaggerate <laughs> that's right never ever exaggerate <laughs> stick ruthlessly to the facts my yeah no but i've i've tried let's call it maybe a hundred different chocolates easily yes. easily we both and, have yeah and a lot of really good chocolate mm-hmm. but i still can say that objectively our chocolate is among the best that anybody's likely to buy and especially for the price because of the way that we have packaged the chocolate and the, the fact that we do direct trade and we own the supply chain you could get chocolate from us that is superior given the price for sure Absolutely. It's uh, it's good chocolate. We're a good family company. We have good values. We treat the farmers with respect and try to make sure they get uh, as much money as we can possibly squeeze out of this to get to them. And um, it's a it's a good thing all around. So support us and go to the website. But let's not dwell on the commercial aspect, Adam. Let's talk about other stuff. What yeah, do you got, no, we're, what do you yeah, got yeah. for me? Our plans for the future of the commercial our plans part of the, our plans future. for the future of the commercial part of this business. What? <laughs> it's gonna That's be purely amazing. It's gonna be purely commerce. So okay. something you said, I let me ask you this, Brian. If somebody were to come to you with a very big, somewhat complex vision with a lot of moving parts, mm-hmm. would you want them to present it to you one part at a time? Or would you want them to ramble on and give you the entire picture? Because that's I I have something like that. I would that ask I them to unfold to for you. I would ask them to leave my office immediately. I'm not interested in big plans. I'm a, I'm a nuts and bolts kind of person. I, I, I know you are. So no, I would want it. I would want it laid out. I, rambling is never good. So I would want it laid out in a, in a sort of a presentation style. Put, give me the, give me the elevator pitch in five slides. That's All right. What I would say. So, well, I have no choice, but to give you some context of how I, I, I reached the conclusion that I'm about to hit you with. Okay. So on the last podcast, maybe mm-hmm. it was the last one, or maybe it was two podcasts ago. Somehow the idea came up of letting customers vote on what we're going to do in the future. Yes, that, that joke was expressed. Yes. Hey, I know it was a joke, but that uh-huh. for some reason that that hit me as a very unique idea. All right. 
Mm-hmm. I'm putting that aside. All these are going to come together. <laughs> so I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Period, paragraph, continue. Right. So now we have David Anijo, our customer, our, our friend, now such a now good we, friend. We say it every time. What a great guy. He's the best. And he's come, yes. out, he's come out to visit us a couple of times. He's going to be mm-hmm. helping us launch this new retail store. It's yes. our first foray ever into retail. Mm-hmm. And we have a customer who is so passionate about the project. He's more than a customer. He's becoming a business partner now. Um, I don't think there's many other companies that have actually done partnerships with their customers. You, I think that is a unique thing. I am not enough of a all business right. maven to know, but I'll take your word for it. All that. right. So I'm sitting now. All right. Now we got two things. They're starting to pile up on you already. Period. Paragraph. All yes. right. Now, um, my family. Wait, by the way, do I need to be taking notes? Is there no, you don't. Be, okay. I, I'll whiteboard this if you want. We're recording the podcast. So I, I'll, <laughs> Wait, I'll expect, what? This is recorded? <laughs> I'll expect you to come back and listen to this again on your own time. I had no idea we recorded these things. Does that, do other people listen to this? A fair amount. Oh yeah. my gosh, this so, is a terrible idea. What if I say something stupid? Yeah, yeah. well, be careful. Because, <laughs> All right, look, I'll try to do better. You're representing the whole company. So if you say uh, something, it, not, it makes us all look bad. Our family too. All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. I'll let them. And the cacao farmers in Peru, I don't think you're, they're going to appreciate you making okay. making the whole project look dumb. I'm going to wise I'm going to wise up and 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 speak better. All right, better. No, so, all right continue. All right, third thing, my family mm-hmm. is coming here from Peru. Mm-hmm. You know that they're going to probably be coming later this month. Okay. Um, Neri has been become quite expert for the at, folks at for the folks at home who aren't familiar with Neri. Who is that person? Neri's my wife. Oh, your wife. Brian and I both have Peruvian wives. We do. Yes. So that's how you know the direct trade thing is real. Like, absolutely i mean hey <laughs> direct it could be more direct we're, yeah, we're directly with a peruvian lady every night at the house yeah we're i mean we're, marry, we're marrying the people we're know? marrying the people of peru that's as direct as the trade could possibly yeah. get all right mm-hmm. so mary has become quite expert at, at getting visas for her family member and it turns out that getting a visa is not that hard okay it's it really isn't it's, it's much easier than i would have thought it was we've gotten we got my brother-in-law's wife's mom a visa okay so we got yeah. my brother-in-law visa then we got his wife a visa then we got her mom a visa all right, all right. and when we were getting we got her brother visa we got her brother's son a visa to travel alone we're good at getting visas all right, all right. i'm setting good that to know aside. good to all know right. now, now i'm setting that aside mm-hmm. all right now let's go back to that because that's a business opportunity in itself but continue. Right. well this it's it's gonna get deep here bro so all right <laughs> okay all right it's now. already lapping around lapping around the midsection that's, i know there's no. a lot so um, now we've discussed on this podcast a number of times mm-hmm. that we are trying to help cacao farmers have their kids get better educations, but then we want them to go back to the cacao farm. Well, wait, I want to be clear on something. Yeah, it's, not, it's not what we want, but it would be beneficial for would, those families. If one of the kids of the family decided to take higher education derived agricultural knowledge back to a pretty rustic context and help it help the family make the farm pay. Hey, and let me so in the modern me, sense. Let me yeah. rephrase that. The reason we want that mm-hmm. is because that is something that the cacao farmers have expressed would be important to them. That's right. We obviously we want our project to continue, and that requires a flow of beans. But one thing we've scrupulously avoided is trying to get involved in in, in t- a lot of projects. Try to tell farmers what to do and they don't need us telling them anything when they ask us a question we'll give them the best answer but the answer that i almost always give a farmer when they ask me what to plant what to do is you got to make a decision that's based on your family your needs and your particular case so yes 
selfishly from our perspective, but also typically for the benefit of most farm families, it's great if one of the of the kids would like to go get an education as an agronomics engineer or in biology or something like that, and then come back and utilize that knowledge to the betterment of the family business, as it were. So yeah, it's it, it serves both interests. Okay. All right. Now, I just got done reading a book. This is the last factor before I actually start to tell you what I'm what it is I'm even talking about here. Harry, Harry Potter. Did you revisit the Harry Potter series? I've never read them. Have you? Uh, no, I have not. All right. No, no that was just a silly joke. Come on. I know, but you I know just, how I do. I know you. You are funny. Um, not ha ha funny, <laughs> but more like. The yeah. But right. yeah, yeah. No, you no, you are ha ha funny as well. Um, so I just read this book called The Purple Cow. It's okay. written by this guy named Seth Godin. Mm-hmm. The thesis of this book is that we are living in a, a at least here in the, in the United States, we're living in sort of a post-industrial, post-advertising age, where essentially we have more than enough of everything that we actually need. Mm-hmm. And for businesses to have success in the future, they're going to have to be purple cows, basically something totally remarkable that attracts okay. people's attention and gives an experience that is completely unique and different from anything else that is out there. Okay. I'll and I, that. and I buy into that. I believe that our chocolate and our story and our way of doing business is unique, but I, I, I think that what I'm about to lay on, lay on you will make us maybe one of the most unique companies in the world. I know that's a, a pretty, a pretty big statement. That's a bold statement. Blow, yeah, blow yeah. my mind, baby. All lay right. it on me. All, all right. right. So pay me a picture. All right. All right, dude. So the first piece here, I know we're about to hire a business manager in Peru. Mm-hmm. Is that still underway? Yeah, not not a full time thing, but yes, we're we're All gonna. Right. I need some admin and business management assistance down there. Right, so I think one of the very first things we should do mm-hmm. is figure out a pipeline for helping cacao farm families get visas to come visit us here in the United States. Okay, I want to start uh, with that. Is that All right. Is that possible or impossible? Anything is possible. Um, I'm not What's sure what. I'm not sure what need you're servicing there because I've never had any cacao farmer express a desire to come visit the United States for either them or their family. But if they could, so here's like, for, I'll give you an example. What, what made me think about this? Okay. So my brother-in-law, Miguel, mm-hmm. has never had any desire to come to the United States. Okay. His son mm-hmm. is, is coming to the United States with another, he's traveling with another family member and he is completely fired up. Like the concept of coming to the United States experience a different culture, see what the world is like. Mm-hmm. And how it's, old is Miko's kid now? 10. 10. All right. So that, that I, the idea of that is very exciting. And I, I, don't, I think it's almost undeniable that a broadening of, of horizons and perspectives is a good thing for mm-hmm. just about anybody. All right. I'll, I'll, buy, I'll buy into that. Yeah. I'll buy into that. All right. So you, you, you'll buy into that. Okay. So um. um here, here comes the next, the next piece. So, okay, so we've got, we've got, a, a, we, we're, we're helping cacao farmers and or their families get visas to the U.S. To, to come. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave the financial implications out for the. It's moment. cheap. Getting a visa is cheap. It's like a couple hundred bucks. Right. Traveling to the U.S. and staying here is not fine, but it's not prohibitively expensive. Which, by the way, I really like to say I'm gonna leave something aside and then d- immediately dive no, right yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, but that it's aside. Not- but all you know, when you when you stop and think about what it costs, it's mm-hmm. it's not that expensive. I guess I was trying to say by the standards of a cacao farmer, we would be paying for all of it. Oh well, then our that, business our business is paying for all this. Okay, because ultimately, I believe that it it, it makes us a purple cow. Okay, so, but you don't even I know just, why. I just got a I just got a cold shiver down my back. 
back about the fact that we're paying for hundreds of cacao farmers and their families well, to not, come to the U.S. Not, 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 not all at once. Right. But this is a project that, that we will roll out over the course of many years. Okay. And all right. Out, continue. Yeah. All right. I'm going to continue. So we're opening up this retail store. Yes. All right. So the one thought that I have is that we just have this one store right now, mm-hmm. but that it might be a pretty interesting experience for like a youngster, like a teenager from, from uh, a cacao producing region to come, to come work the store with us, learn English, see like what the actual end product is that their cacao goes into, understand who the customers are and actually like interact with chocolate con- customers in a different country to really help them understand like what the full implications of what they're even doing are. What they're, what they're even doing and start to kind of see how an American business runs and how we're servicing our customers. Okay. How does that strike you? Too far I'm, out? I'm sure some, uh, I mean, teenagers are kind of teenagers all around the world. Uh, I'm sure some teenagers in Campo would be totally into that. And other teenagers in Campo just want to play soccer or video games or, or get with girls and whatnot. So, you know, or agreed, uh, agreed. So, and I think what you would have to have is a program where you're working with the cacao farmers to, you know, figure out like who are the right kids and mm-hmm. which of these families sees it as a good opportunity for, for their children to kind of expand their horizons and hopefully ultimately right. help out, help out the family business. There's a big piece there, boy, learning English is not as easy as, as, as one might think it's tough. It's very tough. Well, and you can't, you can't, it's very unlikely that any farm kid would come here already knowing English. So I, having spent years living in, in Campo with farmers and working with them um, at the school there in Puerto Ceruelo, they mandated, they taught English. And so almost every kid in that town, which is hundreds of kids in that town at some point knocked on my door and asked me for help with their English work. And unless I was really busy, I helped them all. And I got to tell you, terrible, absolutely terrible because they have no context for, for I, using well, it or practicing it. And, and I, I studied Spanish my whole life in school and couldn't speak any Spanish. Right. Because the people that are teaching them English down there are not English speakers. No, well, um, but also they have the terrible key, English skills and the kids have no chance to practice with English speakers. Well, and the key to learning English is immersion, but right. you know, any one, language. Yeah. one benefit we have, for example, at least here in Issaquah mm-hmm. is the people who do our fulfillment for our shipping are Spanish mm-hmm. speakers. That's correct. So you'd have a chance to speak Spanish with people mm-hmm. while also hearing and having the opportunity to actually like live in a place where English is spoken. Mm-hmm. In addition yeah. to just working. Now, I would also say that we would be paying them mm-hmm. to come work in our store to do certain or to come work for our business and do certain jobs here in the United States. Okay. So that would give them a chance to make some income in dollars at market wages in the United States to take back, okay. to take back home just- with them. If there are any um, Department of Labor people listening to this, we would have to. We got any. Well, we have to figure out the visa. People listening to this, I want to just make sure that you all understand. Purely theoretical. None of this is actually happening, nor is it ever going to happen in the future. All you federal and state agents can go ahead and rest easy that this will never actually happen, guys. No, it is happening. (laughs) (laughs) So the legalities of having. teenagers that are on a tourist visa come work maybe it's not a maybe it's not a tourist visa but companies are bringing in employees from all over the world all the time so there's known there's known processes for doing it that's right that process is wildly different from the process that nary has mastered i'm sure so 
I'm, I would imagine we could figure it out. But if not, we bring them over on a tourist visa. And part of you know the agreement that we have is they just come work in the store for no pay. <laughs> 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 I want all the agents, all the state and federal agents to put little cuppies over your ears right now. We'll pay them under the table, Adam. <laughs> you should okay, been. all you agents can go ahead and uncover your ears now. Yeah, you should have just chatted that to me. We're on a Zoom call. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I thought for the benefit of our listeners, we should. Yeah. Have, yeah. Well, what, no. we'll have to figure out the de- we'll have to figure out the details of it. All right. right. So if you thought that this part of the plan um was crazy and by the way as usual i hope people are jiving uh, or are digging our dynamic which is you come up with big beautiful ideas and i start ripping apart all the practical details i know i know my objections and petty annoyances i know but here's bureaucratic realities and whatnot i I know but here's what always ends up happening (laughs) we always end up doing what i wanted (laughs) (laughs) except Um, because i'm holding the line sir no keep going okay keep going let's let's talk big picture well, I'll, so, stop, I'll stop trying to push the so, so, so even even if they don't come even if they don't come work in the store i still think it would be awesome to create a way for people who are interested in, the, in, in coming to the united states to be able to do that okay just because it's such a different experience so noted accepted and continue. noted accepted all right yes. the next thing here that mm. i i truly believe we're going to discover with this retail store is that we have a model that lends itself well to to a retail store we just have to figure it out. But I think that that's going to happen. Okay. I, I genuinely believe that's going to happen. David, our, our, our wonderful partner and customer, mm-hmm. is going to be helping me figure out what the nuts and bolts of that are. And he has already expressed interest in, once we understand this, opening up another store where he lives and running his own store in his own town. Okay. You already don't like this idea. You're squinting. Well, Go I'm, ahead. I'm... <laughs> I'm... <laughs> The idea that you're thinking about a second one when we've not, don't even have not occupied nor ever operated for half a second, the first one is so wildly far ahead of yourself right now. But, I know. Again, but, this is why this is how we're different. That's right. All right. That's right. So, so, well, if you thought that was wildly far ahead of myself, <laughs> wait for this next one. And by the way, just for the, for the people listening, <laughs> like I've, I've been through this i've been through this little song and dance with brian so many times i just ignore all this stuff as if i've been through this time. by the way i know that none of this has ever happened come on Adam. Uh, yeah come no, on. yeah yeah when dan told you we were going into the chocolate chocolate business that didn't he didn't it. tell me anything i told him but listen <laughs> yeah. this reminds me this reminds me a lot of your idea of having um neighborhood accounting offices where people were going to come hang out uh and there'd be an accountant there that happened when did it happen? You never had any satellite offices. Or- I, well, so I had tons of people coming by and hanging out in our accounting office. Right. But your idea was to set it up like a living room and have it, have it be a club for entrepreneurs and social network and all that stuff. The business didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> but I tried, but, but here's, but no, but, but in all okay. reality, here's what happened. Okay. I actually did try to do that. Yeah. As I was doing it, I realized it wasn't, it wasn't going to work the way that I imagined. Uh-huh. And I pivoted into something else that actually okay. does, that actually does work, All right. and has continued to be successful. And we've pivoted a number of times in the chocolate business as well, which we've talked about. Yeah, no. By the way, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm not. Saying, would, okay, so continue to blow my mind. Blow it even so more. I would say that what we're at, we're at two retail stores. We've got a pipeline of Peruvian look, labor coming up to experience we, the culture and to learn English 
and they're working in the stores and we're giving them an opportunity to expand their horizons. What's next? The next thing is once we understand how the retail business actually works, yes, we have our customers open up stores all over the country. <laughs> so if any of our customers are listening to this and you want to get into the chocolate business and you want to open up a Fortune Auto Number 4 store in your neighborhood, now this is probably three or four years in the future. I won't make that clear. And okay. the opening up of a second store is probably two years in the future. Have you been watching the movie The Founder about Ray Kroc and the sort of beginning of franchising? Is that where this is coming from? No. No. Okay. No, no. Are you talking about franchising Fortunato 4 retail stores? I don't want to fran... No, I'm not actually. Okay. I'm talking about partnering up with... Because the thing that put this in my head was you talking about having our customers vote on stuff. Mm -hmm. And that got me thinking of, since we're already working with David, how interesting would it be to have a company who actually partners with their customers? Because a customer who's really passionate about your product is a natural person to have, to, to, to be out there representing your company. They're ambassadors. There's no doubt about yeah. the fact that passionate Fortunato chocolate loving customers have turned on. Each customer that gets passionate about our product turns on a bunch of other people to the product and becomes an unbelievable ambassador. We need some kind of a, put your big brain to work on this. We need some kind of a plan to thank those people and make them actual ambassadors short of opening up a retail store. There is no is there, short of, this is it. <laughs> is there a way that we can make them online ambassadors or community ambassadors without the investment in bricks and mortar? Is that possible? No. Nope. Okay. That's not part of the video. Right. Hey, I was just throwing my idea out there and thank you for considering it so fully. <laughs> All right. Asked and answered. Continue. Yeah. I'm the one with the ideas around you. All right. I got it. Got it. I'm going to get right back in my lane. Sir. No. Um, to, to answer your question, yes. There, I'm sorry. I should have considered that more thoroughly. I apologize. <laughs> so wait, is it no or yes? Because I've gotten yeah, both it's, answers. It's, it's yes. yes. I was it's just yes. saying, I was okay. saying no to be funny. What would you I want to you. do? What would you yeah. want to do as an ambassador? Free chocolate? I, I don't know. I haven't thought this through, Adam. I'm a big picture guy. It's up to you to implement the details. <laughs> yeah. Let's switch this I, around. All right. So also, I want them to represent our product only in Italian, and they have to learn Italian. They have to learn Italian, Adam. I'm not done. I'm not done with the last part of this, which is the kookiest part of the whole thing. <laughs> Shoot it to me, baby. <laughs> all right. Let's do this. No, no, no but, but but hold on. So mm -hmm. I, I'm not, I think franchising is too hard. And plus, I wouldn't want to ever do business with anybody who's not a diehard, passionate lover of Fortunato number, number four chocolate. But we have tens of thousands of customers. Mm -hmm. And I believe that some percentage of them are, are probably business folks looking for a business opportunity. That number is 7.2%. Yes. <laughs> that's a lot, dude. That's like hundreds of people. Yeah, that's um, right. So the exact number is, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if, if you were, if, if, if in a year or in two years, we could find mm -hmm. out what are all the fundamentals of making a retail store work. And then we had customers who are interested in a business opportunity. I think it would be one of the most compelling and amazing things in the world to partner up with customers to open up locations and then give them a blueprint for how to have success running a Fortunato number four location. I just think there's something so awesome and remarkable about, about that concept. Okay. And so that, that's what I'm driving towards. Now, here's the coup de gras. What does coup de gras mean? Do you know? The, 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 the coup de gras, the coup of the something of grace, the something, the, the coup, the hit of grace, the graceful. I know well, this is where the whole, this is where the whole thing comes crashing down, bro. Okay. Crash it around me. All right. Now 
we've 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 created this whole network. Mm -hmm. Now we're sending Peruvian cacao farm people all over the dang country to work in all these different stores if they want to. And we have this full network now because one of the things we've been talking about is trying to merge these worlds. Mm -hmm. I think that's sort of been a big theme of our business, especially as of late, is trying to connect customers mm -hmm. with the people who actually make the ingredients that go into the product. <clears throat> and obviously, we have to do a lot of filtering. We don't want to send a proven cacao farmer out to a place where they might get kidnapped or something like that. Um, but our customers would never do that. Obviously. Okay. So apologies yeah. to anyone from Detroit who's listening, but we may <laughs> not, we may <laughs> not build in Detroit, but Detroit might possibly not be the start. We, we the place we start here. Yeah. Yes. So the overall vision now that I'm thinking of is what if we were to set it up so that our customers actually work directly with Peruvian farm families to sell this product and we could really like fully integrate a supply chain. That's the, that's the whole vision, bro. I'm done now. I know it's, I know it's insane. It's a lot. It's there's a, lot. a lot. There's a lot and, I love. And, that, and, could take, and yeah. that could take 20 years, by the way. I'm not saying we're going to start doing this, but that could be something to try to drive towards. It's aspirational. Well, I get yeah. it. By the way, there's a lot I love in what you've just said. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot to love. The idea of connecting people, I love. The idea of bringing um, folks from, from Peru who never thought they'd have the chance to visit the U.S. to get a load of what's going on here, uh, I love. The idea of connecting farmers to the final product and how it's sold to the public and how the public receives it, I love. The idea of connecting our, our customers to actual people that grow the cacao that makes the chocolate, I love that. Um, so there's a ton of stuff. There's a ton of stuff in there that I love. Um, there's a ton of stuff in there that sounds off the wall and, and potentially impossible to me. But if you take the nuggets of any big, bold idea and, 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 and look at the stuff you love and then try to figure out, all right, how do we do that? And then, like you say, maybe it's a, maybe it's a pivot to something, it but, almost, the, certainly, but it almost certainly is some of the basics sound really great in what you just said. Absolutely. Some of the fundamental stuff sounds amazing undoubtedly what happens and stuff mm -hmm. like this is you start doing it and you go like well that was totally cockamamie of and course it's and it's never going to work and then you we've both done that a hundred times in our business life right but you only live once right and mm -hmm. and we have all these great customers we have well, that's debatable that's debatable well, adam well let's just go off on a tangent real quick <laughs> do you believe in do you believe in reincarnation Brian? i'm not sure man i i, I i've come to the conclusion that <laughs> i know nothing and i shall not opine on any matters Pertaining to the spirit, but you don't have a feeling about it. Ah, uh, dude, I don't know, man. I know you are, nothing. You are such an operations guy. I, it's not that. It's just that every time you think you know something in the in the bigger sense, you just all you do is find out that, how uh, you that, are. Yeah, yeah, that that's very true. But you might have a gut instinct about this about that stuff. I know you. you know, had, I know you told I, me you've had supernatural experiences before. I have. I used to have a pat answer that I gave to people that sounded kind of spiritual and that people seemed to like nod their head and respond to, but that's just glib. The truth is I know nothing of it about anything except a few things that are right in front of me. And I'll just leave it at that. All right, bro. Well, I appreciate your, your mm -hmm. courage and just speaking the plain, <laughs> boring truth. <laughs> plain truth is I'm a moron. And that, that, that pertains to almost every aspect of life and the afterlife. You that that that's that's true. In the grand scheme of things, we know so little. That's right. And we only get to know what our what our senses perceive. 
So there's also like just all this stuff that we, we can't even perceive. So we'll never know about it. So anyways, bro, that's what I'm going to be trying to force on you and Dan in the coming years. So, <laughs> <laughs> so just be right. prepared for that. Okay. I've got, thank you for, thank you for allowing me to strap on my armor and, 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 and but, get to work. But the first thing is to try to, you know, try to make the retail store work and mm-hmm. then, and work with David. And then also um, once the weather cools down, just start shipping chocolate to our wonderful customers. Right. I can definitely, I, I definitely feel like I can, I can hear what you've said and point to step one and, and step one is right at our fingertips, which is all that falls apart if the store that we're about to open doesn't thrive. So, Absolutely. so, and as I've, as I mentioned before we opened the store, I have no time to do anything with it. So it's a hundred percent on you to make that happen. I will not be involved. That's so, it. Yep. And I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, obviously, but yeah, no, but, no, but, but in terms of learning, obviously there's, there are as a, there's hundreds of years of history about how to do successful retail and knowing you, I assume you're the purple cow being an example. I assume you're studying it and gearing up to become not only expert, but quite competent and successful because that's the guy you are. So I really don't have any doubt that you'll figure out a way to make this work. Uh, and, and, um, and so that's job one. My job is to support you in that and continue to ship the chocolate and then go to Peru and work with the farmers and make sure that the beans keep flowing and that the beans are excellent and well-processed and that the chocolate is excellent. If we have all that and we have a store that works and we have a passionate, engaged uh, uh, base of, of, of customers, then all the rest of that is possible in one form or another. It's not crazy, not crazy to have a big vision and your visions are pretty visionary and you often hit the mark. So I'm not going to say any of that's impossible. Some of it sounds like much harder work than I care to think about. Um, but there's other people to do part of that too. Yeah. Yeah. Th- th- there is. And I a hundred percent agree with what you said. I mean, for now, we just got to focus on what's, what's right in front of us. That's right. But for me, at least, a big part of what motivates me to work really hard in the present is thinking about what that will lead to in the future. Mm-hmm. That's something that really motivates me. It helps me to buckle down is when I know I'm driving at whatever the next thing is. I know I'm setting myself up for the next, for the next part of the plan. Mm-hmm. And that, that really fires mm-hmm. me up to make sure that I make things work. So I know uh, you got a hard out, bro. So we can go ahead and wrap it up. You want to sign us off with the, uh, with the jingle? Yeah, I started looking into some options for musicalizing this jingle, and I think I've come up with something, but it's not ready to it's not ready to go yet. But uh, I think we could be we could be anticipating, uh, you know, some uh, uh, some major upgrades to the quality of our jingle before too long. Sorry, bro. I just had another vision for the store. Oh, let's have it. When people walk through the door, you know how they have uh, those door sensors. Oh, yeah. They Please. walk through the jingle comes on. Uh, I like it. I really like it. How about if we put some speakers on the outside of the store and the jingle <laughs> was just on a nonstop loop so that 24 hours a day, no matter when or for what reason you're passing in front of our store, it's just Fortunato yum, Fortunato yum, Fortunato yum, Fortunato yum. I mean, that's magic. It's magic. Oh, you talk about, you, you talk about getting traffic into the store. Talk about foot traffic foot traffic probably mostly be people coming in to complain about like why we won't turn the stuff off but, but they're in there and once they're in there <laughs> we convert them we'll have the samples and the hot chocolate and stuff so probably like there'll be raccoons coming by <laughs> to, to just like stop can you stop with the fortunato yum we get it yeah 
Oh, it's yummy. We get it. The, wi- the wildlife, everything. What do I know? I'm a raccoon, but even I know this is too much. Yeah. That's yeah. what they're going to be saying. Yeah. Chocolate is poisonous to me, so I can't eat it. But... <laughs> Can you please stop advertising this with this aggressive jingle 24 hours a day? I can't eat the stuff. No, but when, people, but when people walk in the door, so mm-hmm. setting aside the 24, hour, the 24 hour loop, if you mm-hmm. make it so that when people walk in the door, probably surprise them, startle them a little bit, you know? Hey, here's a really good idea. How about if we don't play 24 hours a day, we have a motion sensor outside and we change up this thing to be a little aggressive, more like, right? <laughs> and then as soon as they come near the door, a really loud concert quality sound system, just blast right at them. And they, uh, just to see what happens. I know you mentioned wanting to potentially put a, 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 a like a, a model of a cacao tree out in front. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Maybe we put a little speaker in that, but then we draw eyes on one of the cacao pods. Oh. And so when people walk by, it goes, Fortunato, yum. And then they look over and there's just the cacao pods. <laughs> right. Kind of just yeah, uh-huh. cacao, pod, cacao pod with kind of dully red glowing yeah. eyes. Yeah, and they'll go, yeah. did, that, did that cacao tree just talk to me? Did it say what I think it said? <laughs> And then, but no matter how hard they try, they can't make it repeat this <laughs> because what they have to move out of, it's like one of those auto flushing toilets. You can't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. The, these are all really good ideas. Yeah, bro. No, these are all part of the vision, bro. <laughs> I tell you what, this is a hit. It's a hit. <laughs> right, For real though, go ahead and sign us off. All right. Uh, so thank you everybody very much. Uh, we very much appreciate you listening today and we want to urge you to go visit fortunatochocolate.com. Uh, we're going to have stuff. So it's starting to cool off. It is um, uh, early September. It's starting to cool off. We're going to fire back up and start. We need to get some chocolate in stock. Uh, and that's coming right now. And I need to go to Peru and come back and that's happening this next week. And then we're going to fire up the sales again, and you're going to be able to buy chocolate to your heart's content. Um, I want to urge you to get out ahead of the Christmas season. Last year, the post office did an absolutely abysmal job of getting stuff on time. So just going to start putting it out there now and going to continue to repeat this in every podcast from now until, you know, early December, which will probably be the cutoff this year. Don't hesitate. If you want to get some Fortunato chocolate and you want to get it for yourself, you want to get it to give to someone else or have it shipped directly to them, get out in front of it, get the order put in. Let's get it on the road early so that the post office doesn't um, you know, mangle things the way they did uh, last year. So that's fortunatochocolate.com. And we really appreciate everybody listening. And I'll just say this, Fortunato, yum. All right. Thanks, Brian. Have a good have, one. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.